Martini, shaken not stirred. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Houston, we have a problem. Do not. There is no try. Nobody puts baby in the corner. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. I'm your number one fan. And here we go. Welcome, moviegoers. Happy Thursday, and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast as we present this bonus series, A24. We are talking Minari. I am Juan, your host, and I'm here joined with Ed. Hey, what's up, folks? Y'all doing all right today? Ed, how are you doing today? I can't complain. A little tired, but, you know, still can't complain about nothing. It's nice. Another another week and another A24 movie as we are set to talk about Minari, which uh, was a... Probably not seen by as many people as we probably would think, but it was nominated for Best Picture. Steven Yin was nominated for Best Actor. And uh, currently, right now, it sets at IMDb at 7.5. Rotten Tomatoes has a 98% uh, score rating. And then the Metacritics have it at 89% with a budget of $2 million. It grossed a little over $14 million at the box office with a release date of February 12, 2021. Um Honestly, I think this is the newest movie I've seen. Well, no. So Mortal Kombat would be. Mortal yeah, Kombat. Mortal but Kombat. Other than Mortal Kombat and Godzilla. Uh, is this, this is your first? or your th- So, yeah. Third third movie of 2021 that I've seen this year so far. Really? Yeah. What did you, uh, we'll get ready to get into it, but, uh, man, is that your third? So three? Yeah, so three fully watched movies of 2021 so have far have you seen raya and the last dragon i have not yet no, no? i just yeah honestly work kind of picked up a little bit more so yeah i haven't been able to do too much what about uh some of the ones that are like streaming uh there's there's like a, a couple new streaming ones on on hbo max oh, you should yeah. check it out okay um the new angelina jolie movies streaming on hbo max oh yeah 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 that zach talked about last week yeah that's true and then that's right. uh uh, Conjuring 3 came out last Friday. Holy shit. So it's on really? HBO Max, yeah. Conjuring wow. 3 is on HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I need to get with the times. Holy crap. So, uh, I feel old. <laughs> happy Thursday. Thirsty Thursday here as uh, we are talking Minari here on the Cinema Movie Podcast. Uh, very successful, very first episode of the A24 series. Uh, really enjoyed it. Fun conversation last week with me and Ed as we talked and reviewed Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Uh, was that, that was your first time view for that one too, right? That was. And I'm, honestly, we, we want to go ahead and thank y'all for actually going and you know downloading and listening and all that stuff. It actually you know makes it kind of worth uh, bullying uh, what we're going to call double duty yeah. through the weeks. So I mean, that's all we really wanted was to go ahead and get y'all more content and just have the you interaction. Guys, you guys asked for it. Exactly. So, I mean, we have some emails of people asking us to do a daily show, a, a three times a week show. But, man, if we didn't work as much as we did, we probably would. Honestly, if this was paying the bills, hell yeah, I'd do it every day. Eat three times a day. Screw it. But, but uh, hey, right now we got we, double uh, duty yeah. so you can catch new episodes of the Cinema Movie Podcast every Monday and every Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts at. Uh, technically, we are now over like on 10 different streaming sites. Man. So you guys can check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, um, Spotify, uh, as well as iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Deezer, and uh, FM Radio. So check it out. Uh, the Sunday Movie Podcast is everywhere that you listen to podcasts at. Um, but man, yeah, let's get ready to talk about some uh, Minari uh with a, I think it's a, a really great cast. Um, yeah, and I mean, honestly, Stephen Yoon from uh, who played Glenn from The Walking Dead. If you really don't know who that is, that's his. Yeah, uh, that's his biggest thing. Yeah. So you have Stephen Yin, Yeti Han, Alan Kim plays the little boy David. Okay. Noel Cho is the little sister Anne. Daryl Cox, um, and then you have Will Patton is in this movie. He plays Paul. 
And oh, he plays the crazy guy. Uh, <laughs> YJ Yun, she is the grandma. Oh, okay. She won a Best Supporting Actress at the Oscars for this role. Nice. And it's a very, very simple synopsis. Uh, a Korean family starts a farm in the 1980s in Arkansas, which is actually filmed. This yep. movie was filmed in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is just about an hour and a half away from where we are. Um, Probably about an hour and a half away from where they actually wanted to be, too. Yeah. So. But this movie was nominated for... Uh, Best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Best motion picture. Best performance by an actor in a leading role. Stephen Yin was nominated. Um, then it was also nominated for best achievement in directing. Lee Isaac Chung, she was nominated for, or he was nominated for best director. Huh. And then he was also nominated for best original screenplay. Um, but it did win a Oscar for, uh, like I said, uh, Y.J. Yun won best actress. That's a supporting awesome. role. That is awesome right there. I mean, honestly. And I mean, okay, so all those little accolades right there, even being nominated, that that's an amazing thing. As well as, you know, one person taking home the Oscar. That's an awesome thing in itself. But I mean, honestly, this movie, <clears throat> I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't have watched it without, without this. Like, in all honesty, I know that's been a few movies for me at least. But that's what's fun. But that's yeah. what I wanted to get to with this podcast was like, you know, everybody wanted more content, so why not open up more people's eyes to some things that maybe not a lot of people have seen? Yeah. Me and I think, you know, me and Zach, we listen to a lot of other podcasts. So, like, when another movie podcast is, like, reviewing something, yeah. I'll go out of my way to watch what they're reviewing. Okay. So a lot of our listeners do the same thing. We get a lot of emails that say, hey, you know, check this out. Wasn't a big fan of it. So maybe with this second show, we can get a lot of people to say, hey – I never would have watched Minari in a thousand years, but because you guys spent 45 minutes or an hour talking about it, I'm going to check it out. Like, I mean, no, wrong. Stephen Yin was the only reason I was really excited about it. I mean, honestly. And this was honest. This was your selection. Yeah. I was like, hey, so. what other movie can we do after Swiss Army Man? And out of the blue, you were like, Minari. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Minari the first time I watched it. I've seen it now four times. Yeah. And this is, is going to be a great conversation for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what did you initially think? Like this was your first and only watch. Yeah. Uh, and in a, a few short words, just like we do on Mondays, what did you think about it? Um, simple, beautiful, and just very dialogue driven. And honestly, I really liked how they gone with like ninety five percent of that actual language used being Korean. Now I don't understand Korean for anything, but it, you barely it, it understand was, English. <laughs> apparently so. But it was really, really nice that they kind of did that because it added a little bit of a flavor into the into the movie that was that I don't know it wouldn't have been diluted with just English, but at the same time it, it's kind of a cool thing to see it from possibly how they see it. You know what I mean? But this is also this movie is based off of true events from the director. Uh, if you guys see the special features or check it out, the director pretty much has gone through the. The director is David, if we're talking about his real life issues. Right. So, like, he moved to Arkansas with his family, saw his dad go through the struggles that David was going through. Oh, or that and Jacob. Jacob. And they brought his grandma to live with them. Right. <laughs> oh, man. that And that, that was a crazy – That was I mean, we'll talk about it here in a minute. But that was a crazy part of it once they even brought the grandmother in and had her live with them. Um. And a lot of the reviews and a lot of the, the subtitles or titles to this movie is this is the movie that we need right now. You got to think this movie came out smack dab in the middle of a thick, deep, girthy pandemic. Yeah. And you know what? It kind of just makes everything feel okay. Yeah. And I mean, on, like, this movie isn't extremely complicated. It's really not. It's not complicated in any way, shape, or form. But it's also not for everybody. No, and I mean, a lot of people won't like it just because it's not action-packed and has all that, you know what I mean? It's not like that, or it's but not But also extreme. the dialogue is soft-spoken. Yes. There's not a lot of, like, not a lot of language throughout the movie as far no. as, like, you know, curse words. No. Not a lot of... Uh, I think bastard was about the worst word they used. Yeah, but it's also one... It's just simple, and it's nice to yeah. go to the movies or see this movie and just have a simple story in front of you and fall in love with... The acting, cinematography. The cinematography was amazing. Some of the best I've seen all year. And then it was also uh, just a, a feel-good story, even though it, it kind of really had. Didn't, 
it, honestly, at, going towards the end, I felt like it was going to leave on I a thought, sad note. I thought the kid was going to die. I was like, oh my god. But let's talk about why you thought the kid was going to die, though, because uh, David, um, played by Alan Kim, he has a heart murmur. Yeah, and apparently a bad one at that. Yeah. So they, He can't run a lot. He can't skip. He has to walk. Well, doesn't want to get his heart pumped too right. hard. So, and because he could just drop dead. And then they were like, you know, the doctors are even worried. So that that's a big thing right there. I mean, not saying that, you know, doctors are never worried, but at the same time, like when, when you're being told all this different stuff and you're a mom or a dad and all of a sudden, you know, you've got this little life to help cling on, you know, you got to kind of be extra cautious at times. So he's a very covered young kid. Yeah. They don't let him do a lot of stuff. He's in love with Mountain Dew. Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> Uh, Which is something he probably shouldn't be drinking because of all the caffeine. Yeah, that's another thing right there. And but I, you see also the transition of the sister, Anne, or Annie, whichever, however you want to pronounce, but I'm sure it's Anne. Yeah. She, she pretty much has to grow up really fast. Yeah. Not only is she the big sister, but they also treat her as like kind of another caregiver. Subordinate as well. mother in yeah. a way. Because the two parents, man, you talk about the two characters the mom and the dad monica and jacob really they really struggle they do and i mean that's that's like a lot of real couples yeah. today in america and all over the world probably because they're going from korea to yeah they literally immigrated i think it california was, well no it was oregon at first and then they said they gone down to california and then over to arkansas yeah because uh, they said, yeah, he's from uh, he's from uh, California and he's really good at his job and all this stuff and all that. So, and what does he do for a living? He, he <laughs> sexes pretty, chickens. Yeah. So, I didn't know this before watching the movie, but the, the the females are kept obviously for eggs. Yeah. And they just toss the males away. I don't think it's a hundred percent like that, but I mean, honestly, this at least is in, back in, in, in the eighties. Yeah, at least in matter. this movie. So that. Okay, and in so this time and age. What I'm gathering age. is this had to be around 81 to 85. It's it, in the 80s. Well, it had to be around that time because the picture of them at, with their marriage was from March 1st of 1972. At least that's the date given on the photo. And then, you know, she and the older sister has to be at least between 10 and 15 years old. So if she was born in 72... That would mean she has to be at least what this has to She's be probably 82 12 to 86 or, or something like that in between those four or five years. Anyway, so. um, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that the chicken the male chickens got discarded at least in this time and day and age. Why not use to grow up and eat them? Uh, well, he kind of explains in the movie that they don't taste as good. Apparently, hmm. I don't know if that's like just the meats, whatever, because of how they grow or like just because it's the different sex, it's just a different animal technically, or like if it's dark meat rather than white meat or like what? Anyway, I, I don't he's, he's really that. fast. At, he's really fast at checking the chicken sex. Yeah. So he's like, that's what he does for a living. He's just zooming through them. He brought his wife in to do the same thing. And she's a little bombarded because uh, she's rookie. not doing it as fast. She's a rookie. Um, but you know what was kind of interesting is, Looking at this movie the second and third time, you can see some of the chicken goop on their fingers. Like, probably yeah. some of the chicken probably shit on them or piss on them or something. More than likely. But they, they also dipped their dip their dip their ass in something. Oh, yeah. They I, dipped I, the bottom of the chicken in okay, something. Okay, that's probably what it was then. So it's just like, okay, are you... It looked you, like iodine, but it wasn't iodine. Like, are you checking... Like, I don't know. I want to say it was like, like flour or, or something like that. I don't know. Like, up in that KFC early. Right. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it was like, what are you looking for? Like, I don't know. I mean, if, if any of y'all know out there, it'd be cool to have an email to kind of, yeah. What did you think of the opening score when they're in the car and you hear that, that just soft music that you hear throughout the movie and especially at the ending? But you hear that score and then he drives up on the land. And he's just, he's in love. He, he's in love with the land. He's in love with the trailer. He's in love with the dirt. And uh, she's just like... You know the mom Are you is fucking kidding. Me, yeah, basically. she she doesn't want anything to do with it because he sees the potential in the land. He sees oh, yeah. that that he sees that the raw, acres. He sees yeah. what he, he has a ten year plan, a yeah. five year plan. Yeah, he, he's she's, got a plan. Yeah. she's like, no, I I we've got kids. I want to, you know. But he's like, yeah, we've got kids. But the thing is, is they need to learn stuff like this. He's like, that would be great for them. But it's also something you that know. he can build and leave them. 
and that's true, you know. And I mean, honestly, you know, he at first she's like, "Why don't we do five or six acres? You could build a garden off that." He's like, "No." He's like, "My dream is 50." And if you guys want to check out Minari, it's available on Prime Video for just 4.99. You can rent it. Um, it's also on Vudu for 4.99. Uh, YouTube TV. I highly recommend it. It's, again, it's one of those movies that was nominated for some Oscars. Uh, one of only eight movies this year to be nominated for Best Picture. So go check it out as we're going to finish through uh, talking about Minari. But not only does he, you know, he they get into the trailer and he's still in love with it. She's like, I would have rather just stayed in California. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things. Uh, and then you get the first real taste of what kind of trouble they're going through when they start arguing and fighting. And that's another thing right there because they're arguing – kind of sets the kids off to a point, you know, and, and, and I found it really, really cool and really kind of cute. How they were just, they, they worked on paper airplanes in like five minutes. They had 20 of them or something like probably 10, but still, I mean, that's, that's a little impressive, you know, but um, it's something that they do when they fight to get their minds off of the parents yelling. Yeah. And then not only that, the but thunderstorm it's a message. Didn't help any either. No. <laughs> well, it's a message to the parents going, hey, don't fight. And they literally are, you know, the sister, she's like, write it big so they can see it, you know. Um, as well as, you know, Arkansas is part of this whole little tornado alley, as we like to call it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, uh, especially around this time, I mean, it, it just, it's been raining on and off. It's the like in, it's, uh, in the movie, I think it's set between. I mean, you see some 108 temperatures in the movie, so it's probably between June and August. I'd say, yeah, somewhere around there, because that's when that kind of goes on here. Um, but, you know, they're they're going, oh, you know, there's a storm. or uh, We're in a get the car ready just in case we have to escape. And she's like, escape from what? And he's like, uh, well, tornadoes. She's did, like tornadoes. <laughs> what did you think of the introduction of Paul? What should you find? You know, he's like the neighbor or the. The, the godly homeless person maybe that's around there. He's not homeless, but he they, they, he kind of just doesn't fit in with everybody. But he's a he's supposedly a hard worker. He's the one that's, that sells um, Jacob the tractor. Yeah. Um, and that's how they that's how they get in, intertwined and together. And I got to say, I absolutely adore Will Patton as an actor. Yeah. Uh, I, I love him and remember the Titans and Armageddon. I'm going to hold. I want to see if we align. He annoyed the hell out of me when he first came on scene. Um, like not me. I, I okay. So the reason, like, it was like okay. Whenever they made the deal, that wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. It's like oh, okay, cool. You're selling this. I get that. Like whatever. But what annoyed me is how he was just like so persistent. He's like, you know, okay, yeah, like, cool. You're a good worker. Okay, and you know, kind of thing. But as time gone on, it was just like, and I mean. Over time, you get warm, or I got warmed up to him. But at first, it was just like, dude, if he doesn't want help, he doesn't want help. Leave him the fuck alone and get on. He paid you two grand for the tractor. Buy. Like, what are you doing? Why? What? You know. And then even when they started planting, you know, he's like, oh well, you need to do it this way. And he's like, no, these are Korean. We we do it the Korean way. Yeah. He's like, uh, well, this is Arkansas, so we should do it the Arkansas way, man. You'll be happy. I'll be happy. And it's like, no, you're wanting to be happy. You don't want him to do it his way. I understand you. They never but, really, you know. they never really said anything about like, hey, you come work for me and I'll pay you any money. No. They never really said anything like that. So no. throughout the whole movie, I'm kind of sitting here wondering if he's doing it for free. Is he doing it for like a meal every other night? You know, because like what's going on? Later on in the movie, you 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 hear the church, the church kids say, yeah, I hear hey, I hear that he has a, you know, dirt floors. He shits in a bucket. He ain't got no water. They say stuff like that about him. Right. And then you see him walking down the dirt road on Sundays with the with cross. With the cross with the wheel on it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, this is my church. This is my Sunday. So. Yeah, because, I mean, like like I said, at first he annoyed the shit out of me because it's like, dude, just let him do it his way. Like, if he's wanting to do it that way, I understand. Like, you know, but, you know, I'll, I'll say by the end of the movie, I was warmed up to him. Yeah. For, for reasons. But you know, so what? They're they're pretty much at the uh, the little place where he's uh, going along with the cross, and he's just wheeling it down. And they're like, "Do you want to ride?" And he's like, "No, no, no. I'm doing this for church. This is this is one thing I'm doing." So, how did you feel about the mom? Did you like the mom's character? I think she. Um, 
I think she did well in the uh, in the Yuri Han. I think she, this is the first time I've seen her. She's a uh, born and bred Korean actress. Okay. And this is the I think one of the first American films. Well, technically it's Korean slash American film, but it's the first time we've probably been you know opened up to her as an audience member. Yeah. And I think she is amazing throughout this whole movie. Um. Yeah, I, I think she played the role very well. Uh, I think she done extremely like just perfectly in how everyday life kind of goes because sometimes you know you've got conflicting uh, uh thoughts about different things you know she doesn't really love the fact that they're trying to do a farm he does uh he sees the potential she but at the end of the day know. she's still drop dead loyal to the guy right well he, I mean, he, yeah. he has he has a hard time with like you know taking some clothes off and taking a bath and washing himself because yeah. of how hard he was working yeah and at the end of the day, even though she didn't agree with why he was working and what he was doing, she still supported and yeah. washed his hair. And she took his, his clothes off, washed his hair, yeah. cleaned him up. She, you know, does the dinner every night. Now she did pinch him though, so no, I'm just kidding. He <laughs> was like, "Why are you pinching me like that?" Um, but I thought they had perfect chemistry together between the two. And that was one thing right there, kind of an example right there. You know, the little little things like that, I have just intricacies that you can't plant there i mean yeah you can say it like that but does even, it mean it like and that? even though it's predetermined and they're working off a script it felt genuine yeah and i mean that that's what i'm saying like this felt like a, a real life relationship in yeah. a way you know so i'm surprised i, I don't know if steven Yeun is married or not but hell she, she probably you know a little jealous after that what did you think of him as an actor in this movie obviously you you saw him and i, I think everybody saw him first in the first season of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And uh, he went through 2010 through, twenty, you know, late 20, 2020 or 2019. No, no, no. no. He, he died early off. Well, not early, but I think season six or season five or something like that is when he uh, was killed off of The Walking Dead. Like, they might have still flashbacks of him and stuff like that. but. And as far as movies, full-length feature films go, he hasn't been in much... We'll start with 2009 with Jerry, um, 2011, A Moment in Youth, I Origins. Uh, the first feature film that I seen him in was Mayhem in 2017. Yeah. Other than uh, The Walking Dead. Um, Wasn't he in Crazy Rich Asians? And then or... He's in Okja, which is a. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he's in Sorry to Bother You, but he's not in Crazy Rich Asians. Hmm. He okay. was in Burning in 2018. Yeah. And then Minari in 2020, which got him an Oscar nomination. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing. You and know, I'm sure after this movie, he's probably just going to be in bigger things. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it surprised me if he wasn't. You know, that would definitely mean that he's kind of going on different things. Um, one thing I'll say for him is, you know, in the first scene of The Walking Dead, he's calling the uh, uh, main guy uh, uh, an idiot. You know, hey, you idiot, I'm out here, like, you know, the first scene you see him in and go from the little pizza delivery boy that grows up into a family and all that and has a little bit of a form of his own in that. And then coming to this, it's kind of a really cool transition to see him in the mature, the mature role, uh, going from a baby faced kid to now he looks, you know, I, I, like he would be someone's dad or something like that. Like, yeah. And so, in real life, he really was born in South Korea and moved here to Michigan with his family. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's different things like that that's actually really, really cool uh, to understand about the character and understand even about the actor himself, for that matter. Let's get introduced to um, who I think stole the show throughout the whole movie. She was my favorite part. Was uh, the grandma, who was played by uh, Y.J. Yoon. Uh, I think she was fantastic. I mean, honestly, she was given some of a role and all that, but I mean... I, I don't think she was bad at all. I think she was great, but it was just like the dynamic between her and the boy sometimes pissed me off because he's just like not accepting of her since he's never met her and stuff like that until then. And you know, I like the the first little interaction between them. I can see because which some, I don't know why they didn't. I mean, that's probably what happened in, in the direct in you know the little boy's real life and the director's life. But I don't know why they didn't place the grandma in the little girl's room. They placed, you know, he moved, she moved in with the little boy. Yeah. Slept, that's where she slept. Yeah. So, I mean, he probably, that's probably why he had some animosity. Yeah. Or, uh, animosity. Animosity. Like, you know, she probably does have a different body odor. 
Well, I mean, because countries are different. She probably so. snores. Yeah. Um, he probably does too. The little shit. But uh, I, I like the chemistry, and I like the the uh, the scenes in between the two. Once they started warming, once he started warming up to her, because she was automatically off the bat, like, okay, you're my grandson. Like, yeah, okay, I want to, I want to know who you are. And he's like, screw you, you old lady. I don't care who you are. You can kind of see where Stephen Yen's character really does care about the mom wanting to fit in and be a little bit more comfortable, though, when he says. And he mentions, let's go to a church. Yeah. Let's get out there and just mingle with some people. Well, I mean, you can obviously see that he's accepting of her. and He wants her to be a part of the family. Uh, so, I mean, you can you can definitely see the respect for the elders that he has, uh, as well as that he expects from his children. Because um, that's how, you know, they kind of want them to grow, basically. Um, because literally there's sometimes where, you know, like I don't know when when the little boy just is is a jerk to the to the grandma. I mean, honestly, he's just a little Bring jerk to her. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> so when he says she has a smell and stuff like that, the sister's like, "Hey," and they're like, uh, "No, you go ahead." And then he starts arguing with his mom and stuff like that. She's trying to tell him, you know, no, that's not how you need to be. Da, da, da. And the, that Stephen Yoon's character just comes in with that. And he's well, pissed, you know. The grandma antagonizes him too a little bit, though. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying she's. They, they kind of go back and forth, <laughs> especially with. Uh, she talks about how he has a broken penis. Oh my god! That's and he's like, it's not Oof. penis, it's ding dong. And he's like, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Like I could imagine, you know, the the difference they're wanting to put in his mind. You know, you don't call it this certain things. It's a little weird and all that. And then how she's like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Like, yeah, fuck it, cool. And he's like, no, it's this. Because, I mean, it's just little things like that that you can kind of see the little, not tension, but the playful antics, I guess. Uh, Especially that he doesn't really truly understand at first. But, yeah. Um, As well as the the one scene that really, really, really kind of strikes that he's just... I'm not a fan of hers at all, and I think this was the turning point for them. Was the little scene that I don't know what was actually with the black liquid or tea, if it was like tea or what in that bowl. Oh, when she wants the mountain water, and he goes and pisses in the cup. Yeah, or the, or the little bowl yeah. cup thing, and uh, brings it to her, and she does. How fascinated was she with wrestling, though? She was sitting there watching was, wrestling. Dude. She was like. Yeah. She was like the big muscles. He's gonna get, <laughs> he's gonna kill him. You know, like oh, he's hitting them again and again. <laughs> it's like damn. But yeah, I think that was a turning point because in the next scene, you know, he he runs off in the boot. He gets his boots on, waits at the door for her to go ahead and start drinking it, and then she does. And you little bastard! And he runs off, and she's like, "You come here, you little bastard! Come here now!" And he's like, like "Isn't nope. it funny how grandmas will tell on the little kids?" And then when it's time for the little kids to get disciplined, the grandma's like, why would you hit them? Why would you hit them? Such a sweet little boy. And I'm just like, he just made you drink his own piss, bro. What the hell are you doing? Beat his ass. Yeah. I mean, don't beat his ass, but like. Made her do some R. Mean. Kelly shit. Right. <laughs> but it was just like, no, you know, you, you have to understand that line between the two of, you know, A, discipline, B, you know, uh, going overboard. But also... It's kind of the point of, like, obviously her daughter is in decent standards. Like, her daughter, or the mom of the kids, is, is or Monica, is at least in good mind, for that matter. So she did decent on raising her own own daughter, at least. Um, however, you know, she's probably in the grandma mode of, you know, no, we've got to be a little bit, you know. And you've got to think these are her only grandchildren. Out of yeah. everything, that's her only child. That's her only grandchildren. So she's probably... To a point, softer than she really truly needs to be, I guess. And then not to mention the mom and the dad are still arguing, yep. not getting along. Uh, they lose the water to the to the garden, so then he connects the hose to their personal water usage, yep. sucks that bone dry. So yep. now they don't have any water, and it's ba- so bad to where she tells the kids to go stay with your friends. Yeah, and it's that point that David meets 
he or his friend is Johnny. Yeah. And he goes and hangs out with little Johnny, and there's little Johnny is drinking and putting dip in and calling himself a real cowboy and. Which I mean, you know, movies. Some of it can go ahead and influence that, but at the same time, it's you know you have to understand how to distinguish reality from. But ever, I'm sure everybody, know. I'm sure every little kid, Lord knows we did, consume and take stuff we probably shouldn't have. I mean, which I thought the scene, I, I enjoyed the scene with the two little kids playing cards and you know dipping and listening to the music they probably shouldn't have. I, I wish it would have explored a little bit more, but uh. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty fun scene. Yeah, because I mean, maybe even not going through all the little taking things and stuff like that. But I mean, definitely, you know, like music or saying things you shouldn't, different stuff like that, acting like you shouldn't, and everything like that is probably included a lot. Did it feel but, two hours to you? No. Were there some points where you're just like, is this? gonna end soon i'm, I'm no, ready to get on i mean it, it didn't drag no oh. not at all it didn't drag at all you, you were you felt invested into the actual script and into the actual uh uh dialogue uh in the family for that matter you you felt invested or at least i did felt invested in them so it was more of just kind of okay what's happening next are they gonna survive this is the little boy you know i, I kept thinking the little boy like i said the little boy was gonna die so it was just like, what's going on here? How is he going to handle this stuff? What's going to go on with his life? You know. Um, so while we're in the, in the middle of the episode, guys, don't forget um, we have episodes that drop every single Monday and Thursday. You can also visit us on the social media as we're getting ready for the big Black Widow giveaway. Um, visit the Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. All one word. And then at the Twitter, you guys can find us on Twitter, at Cinnamon405. And then the Instagram page is also one word, Instagram.com slash Podcast. You can also email the show. We're going to start um, doing some emails here on the Thursday show as well because we have plenty to go through. Um, email us at C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a voicemail at 405 590 one one. This past Monday we talked Fight Club, um, and then Monday coming up we're talking Twelve Monkeys. So get ready because uh, Brad Pitt month is officially over uh, this Monday coming up with uh, Twelve Monkeys. So it's kind of crazy, ain't it? And talking about Brad Pitt for that matter, I you know at the end of the movie I had no idea about this, but at the end of the movie of course Stephen Yeun is a producer, but so is Brad Pitt. Yeah. He dished out, dished out some cash for the movie. Thought that was pretty cool and Which, pretty funny. It's that's kind of one of those things where like he's got his name on the movie, but technically he probably would. I wonder if he ever stepped foot on the actual stomping grounds. Probably not. I mean, honestly, probably, probably just not. probably just dished out the cash and helped. Heard the idea and liked it. Dished out the cash and said, "Okay, cool. You know, I like that guy, or I like them, or okay, I like the plot, or something like that." And was like, "Cool, yeah, here you go." But check us out this Monday, June 14th, as we talk 12 Monkeys. We are going to talk our top five Brad Pitt performances. And then next Thursday, we are talking another A24 film, as we will all through the summer, mid-90s. Yeah. I think that'll be uh, another fun one to go through. I've seen it a few times now. About four, five, maybe. So, Um, Getting back to Minari, as it's a, uh, you know... You get to the scene. I want to talk about the scene right quick where uh, they invite Paul over for dinner. Yeah. And, you know, Paul's, you know, he's the first guest that they've had in their house. Right. And he's just, he's overwhelmed to be there. He's excited. He's thrilled. He's happy. He loves the food. He compliments the food. Um, And then this is the only scene where I kind of, like, agreed with the dad. Okay. About, you know, being a little pushy. Throughout the movie, he's pushy. Yeah. But so is she. But this is the one where I kind of, like, took her side. Yeah. He starts blessing the house. And okay. he goes, you know, Paul goes into the bedroom. At, this is after the grandma had the stroke. Yeah. So rewind a little bit. Grandma has a stroke, and she's in the hospital for a few days while the kids go stay with the parent or stay with the friends. So now Paul is blessing where she's sleeping and like the dresser and the house and supposedly whoever lived there before shot themselves. 
supposedly is what the Johnny's dad says at the breakfast. Right. So I'm, you know, Stephen Yin's like, did you tell him what was going on? Why is he doing this? He, I don't want him to do any of this stuff. What did you? What was your take on that? I mean, honestly, that's kind of what annoyed me about the guy is that he overstepped a lot of boundaries. Like, I get what you think and your intentions are good, but if it's not your place, that is not your place. That's people time. who have. Um, if if anybody disagrees with me, you know, this is just ad free show. We're not, you know know any extra names but if you guys don't agree just go ahead and uh email me email the show people with these good intentions don't they always attend to overstep their boundaries sometimes i mean sometimes not but sometimes i i'd, I'd say it's a 50 50 kind of thing it's a catch 22 in a way just because you have good intentions doesn't mean that is the best intentions for the family or for those pre persons or for that person for that matter. Just because you feel like, you know, A is A, it could be just B. I mean, honestly, like if if you asked and all that and both were like, yeah, go ahead, bless the house, that's cool, fine, thank you, you know, okay, you know. But I mean, like, if it, it's kind of a thing of if both parties agree on it, then cool. If not, mention it. I get it. But after that, it's not your place. If if something happens to them, that's their call. You know. So a few weeks ago, and this has nothing to do with the movie, but a few weeks ago in a public place, I was doing some work. Mm -hmm. You know, and this person in this van, along with his wife. Yeah. Pulls up and says uh, to me and this other person, they were like, can we pray for y'all? And I'm like, I'm, you know, just kind of doing my thing here. Let me kind of let me be. Right. Um, I don't really pay any, any attention. And I say, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And uh, he kind of presumes to ask my name. No big deal. I give my name. And uh, he as he's progressing with the conversation, he gets a little louder and louder and louder. Yeah. So it goes into um, – he then yells my name and says he's going to put a prayer on me. No big deal. I don't, I don't mind. But it gets louder and louder. And then you know whether it's my beliefs or not, it gets even then louder. So at this point, I'm just kind of like, okay, I wanted to just walk off, but I didn't. I stayed there. What is – should I have just? I, I think I did the right thing by just staying there, letting him do his little his little prayer, and then I went on about my day, my business. I mean, honestly, personally, I'm religious. Don't get me wrong. So I figure that's part of it, you know, big religious thing and all that. But I just said no. I'm sorry about that. Especially depending on the situation and all that. Don't get me wrong. I don't need you to pray for me. I appreciate the blessing and thank you, but do that on your time. I'm good. I appreciate it. You know, I'm not necessarily going to go tell them to screw off and all this and all that. Like, it's unnecessary. Now, if they go further with it and I tell them like three, four times, like, that's going to piss me off and it's going to annoy me. And then I might tell them explicitly to go screw themselves. But, uh, you know, like, if it's a one and done thing, like, I just deny it. Thank you. But, you know, you have a good day. And I'm walking off. You Some, know? I don't know why, but some sometimes stuff like that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Especially you know, getting loud and all that, you're obviously making a scene. Like, you want other people to go ahead and be in on this and to think something's wrong or something like that. And, no, I'm not a part of that. Deuce. Sorry. Before the grandma had the stroke, the mom puts a $100 bill in the in the gathering yeah. or in the... Uh, the collection tray. In the collection tray at church. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the grandma taking the 100 bucks back out? Well, I mean, honestly, like... I, I kind of agreed with her. Like, the mom is complaining that they're in a hard situation, barely making ends meet, and then she puts $100 in the collection tray. I've always been taught, put what you can afford. And but, I mean, but it looks like they can't afford the $100. Yeah, and that's the thing. Put what you can afford. And I mean, you got to think about it, think about it like this. That was back in the 80s. Now that might be six, $700 or even a grand. I mean, honestly. So, I mean, you got to kind of look at it Crazy like that. Crazy how $100 can go so fast. Okay. Nowadays. Real. Uh, easily. Uh, but I mean, you got to think about it. Like, you, if you if you're having a hard time even paying for water, for water, okay, 
maybe you should be a couple dollars, like three, four, five bucks. Okay, cool. You know, that's what you can afford. You have to have other things. Like, I'm sorry, you have to, you know, because I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just kind of like your discretion. So like, I, I get the mom doing it and all that and wanting to, you know, be that way, but I do off. But see, and that's the other thing right there is overstepping boundaries. Speaking of you know, boundaries, let's talk about some something that might make some people uncomfortable. Yeah. The mom is okay with telling the kid, you could die at any minute. Yeah. Be prepared to go see heaven. Right. The grandma hears out about this shit, and the grandma's like, why are you telling this kid this? He's, Go ahead. He's he's super young. Yeah. He it's okay for him to know about it, but don't tell him he can go see heaven any minute. Are you talking about when uh oh you uh you go dream and all that? You can yeah, see yeah. heaven. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because at first the grandma didn't know about the sickness, and they went and got water from the Minari. Yeah. Uh, the pond. The, yeah. And you know she, she's like he's stronger than you. Let him be on. You know yeah. he's. And she explains it to him then, and you know the grandma kind of. Got a little offensive and was like, you don't need to be talking like this to me. Because, I mean, especially when the drawer when the drawer fell and all that, the grandma was like, oh, you picked up this heavy drawer and all this and all that. And, uh, you know, she was like, you're such a strong boy. And he and you, you kind of seen his eyes light up to a point, you know, all that. He really liked the compliment. And she's like, no one's ever called you that, have they? Well, you're such a strong boy. I'm proud of you. You strong boy and all this stuff. And it's just like. Made him feel different about her. Probably, well, not only that, but it probably was the first time he felt truly, like, normal. You know, like, I don't, I'm not classified as something else. Like, I'm, I'm just a boy. I'm just another boy. Cool. You know, kind of thing. Uh, so it made him probably feel really, really good about himself. But, yeah, it then goes into that and all that. And, I mean, honestly, it's kind of the, the thing of, like, I understand... <sighs> In a way, the boundaries part, because honestly, if the parents you could think probably, it's good or bad, then You could yeah, probably but, look at him as like, okay, he's got this heart murmur. He's He could go at any minute. We can call him like the miracle child, you know? And that, yeah. Because he could not have been born at all. Or he could have been, you know. And this is just, you know. Could have died at a younger right. age. And, and this is that. more fantasy booking as we did last week with the Swiss Army Man. Yeah. But you thought the kid, little boy was going to die in the movie right offhand, like the moment you saw he had like a thinking, thinking of A24 because let's let's get let's get honest. <laughs> yeah. Last last year when we did the A24 month, some of those movies you that's the first time you've seen any of those movies. Yeah, and they were off Out the there. wall. I mean, yeah. that shit crazy. This movie kind of a little toner it's a down. Simple movie for them. But seeing A24, did you think that somebody was going to die or? Something crazy was gonna happen at the end. Yes, I, I, I truly like if we're being honest, starting from the beginning. I'm no going, orgies at the end. Well, no, uh, but if we're being honest, uh, I, I kind of thought, you know, okay. So the reason I thought this: a, it's an A twenty four movie. B, they're really, 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 really on the heart murmur. Like that's a big thing in this movie. Yeah. And then on top of that, tornadoes and stuff like that. I was. So just what like, did you think was you gonna know, happen? I either thought the boy was going to like his have his heart explode or a fucking tornado was going to take him away or something. And it's not necessarily I was trying to have that happen, but at the same time, it was just like, oh, shit, here we go. So, Plus you hate kids. You know, yeah, of course. You know, can't forget my, uh, you, you, my... You were like, you know what? Hopefully a fucking T-Rex just pops out of these Arkansas woods and just snatches him up. <laughs> fucking... Swiss Army, Korean, Minari Part 2. Spared no expense. <laughs> you know, but no... It was just like, you know, like, is this movie going to be about how, you know, the mom and dad are trying to split and all that stuff? And either A, the kid dies and they do split, or B, the kid dies and they don't split. Did you, you think know? when Johnny's dad was like, the guy who lived there before, you know, you know, and he makes the signal popping his brains out. Yeah. Did you think that Steven Yin's character might do something to himself? No. Um, no, or, really. Or, or maybe, you know, they... Now, this is just me being fucked up, but when I first saw the preview for this movie, I was like, this is a really nice A24 movie, you know? It yeah. says this is the movie we need right now. Yeah. And then while I was watching the movie for the very first time, I'm like, oh, shit. Shooting himself. This movie could get dark. This is an A24 movie. This could go at any minute. Yeah. I was thinking that there might be like a Stephen Yen, Chris Benoit ending where he's so broke that he just does away with everybody and then himself. And you included Chris Benoit. Holy shit. 
Um, no, I mean, honestly, he seems under stress, but not to that point. Um, Remember, I only thought that because of how weird's May 24 movies have been in the past. Yeah. And, and I mean, let's, let's get the email bag filled up with A24 movies. So if you guys want to send us some, you know, some uh, A24 emails, send us some of your favorite scenes, your favorite actors, or some favorite A24 movies. And next week we will debut the the mailbag on you know this this new on this new podcast on this second show so mid 90s we will have a uh, the uh we'll start reading some emails for this show as well hell yeah so um but i mean it's just literally i i, I don't think that character would have done that at all um but at the end yeah what did you think about you know he makes his first transaction they're gonna sell he's got somebody who's now gonna buy his his vegetables and his fruit and then the five-hour drive on the way back home, they notice that his little barn where he keeps all of the pulled fruit and vegetables is burned into a crisp. Their yeah. grandma had made an accident. She's already, you know, could barely walk and talk and because of the stroke. So now she accidentally sets the barn on fire and all his stuff is just up in smoke. I mean, that, What did yeah. you think? Oh, man. Because uh, obviously you see how she feels. She she's so beside herself. She probably hates herself. She's probably just gonna go walk off, and who cares if anybody comes and gets me? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, honestly. Uh, and then you know, of course, the grandkids are like, no, 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 hold up, no, 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 come back. You know, chase after and all that. And then you just see them going, and they just lay down on the floor and all that. That's all. You know. What did, what did you think of the ending? Of I think it was a nice, peaceful. You know, he finally has enough money. I'm guessing. Yeah. To get a real water person. I don't know what they were called in the movie. I mean, they, basically, they just found water wells yeah, pretty much. They found the water source, which they had to pay for. Yeah, $300 for two clean wells, 250 for one. Yeah. So. so that's a good sign. Yeah. And then the movie just kind of abrupts and gives you your classic A24 abrupt ending. Yeah. What did you think of the ending? Did you like it? I mean, it just kind of left was off. Was it flat? It was flat. It was very flat. But I kind of think it was a a thing of, okay, things are good now. Things are going to go ahead and get, you know, better and all that. And then, obviously, he says, you know, yeah, Grandma was right. This is a really good place to plant this. So, I mean, it's more – and that's a lot of – an irrigation method, basically. And what – if you guys don't know what Minari means, I found this out while doing some research for the movie – Minari is like a seasoning or almost like a a uh uh it's kind of like thyme in a way. Yeah, it's kind of like that or it's like a cilantro yeah. or but it's a Korean dish, like yeah. a Korean seasoning. Easy for them to grow over there, but the director said that when they came to America, a lot of their Korean fruits and vegetables had a hard time growing. Oh well, yeah, cuz the they, only thing that grew was the Minari. They didn't get used to the uh the the, the soil very so well, once the different. minari got planted and grew everything else followed after that yeah and i mean honestly it's probably that hey it seasoned the ground basically <laughs> <coughs> but. excuse me um i think I'll, i'm gonna name off a few favorite scenes um because i thought it was a I, I enjoyed the ending i thought it was a peaceful yeah everything was normal ending you know they had set their differences aside yeah they started making some money, probably not the money they wanted to make, but it was enough money for them to live, get, dig a well. So some of my favorite scenes, uh, and you know what? Send us some emails next week. Send us some emails about what your favorite scenes were from Minari. Um, check to let us know if you've seen it, if you have plans on watching it and let us know about your star rating. Cause we're going to get ready to get into our star rating as well. Um, I enjoyed when the grandma was planting the Minari and David went with her and she was like singing and he was singing and they were just, to me that was just like a peaceful moment, peace, a peaceful scene in the movie where they were just enjoying each other and she was planting and, you know, they ended up taking some water back to the house. That I would, really enjoyed that scene. Yeah, because, I mean, it showed the difference in bond between the grandmother and the grandson. Because she was singing matter. like the Minari song to him. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of a thing. Your, your, your grandparents kind of teach you the extra in life, if, if you will. You know, they, they really sweet and all that. But, you know, no one has better cooking than grandma. You know, no one 
mom does the most for you, yeah, but grandma has the best cooking or the best knowledge on how to sew or something like that. Something like that. You know, grandpa, he knows how to fix anything. Dad, most things. Grandpa, everything. Doesn't matter. Grandpa could build a house in a day, you know, kind of thing. He just doesn't have the energy anymore. That's really all it is. But, you know, the bond between grandparents and a grandson or granddaughter, for that matter, uh, it's just learning the extra bits and pieces of life that that mom and dad don't have time to teach you or haven't learned themselves sometimes too. I mean, honestly, you know, um, my grandpa, uh, he's a very good woodworker. I mean, the guy is, he, the guy's a badass. He's, he's one of those old school man's man kind of thing. Like the dude's a badass. Uh, he's going down in injuries a little bit here and there, but old school badass. My grandma. Did this, did this yeah. movie make you think of any of them? Yeah, it, it did. Cause it, it was just like, like, I don't remember some of my childhood with them just because, like, I don't remember some of my childhood. But as I've grown older so far, the bond between me and them have, in my eyes, been unbreakable. Uh, high respects and all that. So, you know, I mean, grandma's my rock, everything. So uh, it, it's kind of a thing, like, once they started bonding and stuff like that, the little playfulness and the little songs and junk like that, it was really, really cool to see that bond come up and be fashioned. So Any of the scenes that the grandma was in, I really highly enjoyed, um, where she's sitting around showing them how to play cards, or where she, uh, the urine scene where she, she drinks the piss is oh hilarious. <laughs> um, honestly, I really, uh, this is like anything negative, Yeah. but I enjoyed the dialogue and the argument at the very beginning in the thunderstorm. Right. I thought it was a very well put together scene and the fight felt legit. Genuine. Yeah. yeah. It felt like they, they were really arguing, getting at each other's throats. Um, and then on a personal level, I appreciated the scene between Steven Yen and, um, Yeti as she de-dressed him and was yeah. getting ready to bathe him. Like, she did not agree with what he was doing. Right. She didn't agree with the work. She thought it was a waste of time and a waste of money. But at the end of the day, she put everything aside and took care of it. And see, that's the thing. I'll agree with both of those for that, or two of those scenes, the uh, tornado scene as well, or the uh, storm watch scene, I'll, I'll call it, and the uh, the bathing scene. I'll, I'll go ahead and definitely go in with that just because they felt, and like you said, they felt genuine. They felt We'll go ahead and go back with an old word we haven't used that much. Organic. They yeah. they really this did. whole movie. Yeah, and I mean it's you can kind of see that they probably spent a lot of time together outside of this. I mean hell maybe. Well, I know. And looking at the special features, the director said that Stephen Yin wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. Oh he was, shit. He was just a, an executive producer. And oh, then as wow. as they got close to actual filming, he was like, you know what? Nobody else is uh that fits character. Right. Yeah, he fits that that character perfect and steven yin was like yeah i feel like you know that was my dad of me growing up so <laughs> kind of funny on that kind of stuff you know it was it was a it was a really good movie i i highly recommend it i i enjoyed it um ed what about you do you have any other favorite scenes you want to get off your chest um no i mean honestly you know uh, i've got to say maybe the fire scene and right after that i enjoyed just because of how they came back together it was a closure ending yeah, and I mean, that's the thing, like, okay, you know, this bad happened, but when they started going and picking the Minari, it, it was kind of just like, a, you know what, things are looking up, it, it's it, things are going to be fine, you know, kind of thing. It, it was a flat ending, but it was an ending that you can go ahead and just paint the picture right after, you know, of and all that. And I mean, that, you know, with them turned away from the camera, that could be a painting for that matter, yeah. just father and son picking this, or even, you know, if it was Anne instead of David, you know, father and daughter doing that, or mother and daughter for that matter, yeah. too. So, yeah. What would you, uh, what would you put your star rating as? Honestly, I'd give it a seven. Uh, I probably wouldn't see it much again, to be honest. Uh, I did like it quite a bit. Uh, the cinematography, the dialogue, uh, the chemistry all really raised this movie up, and that's what drives this movie, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, I'd give it a seven. Nice. Um, let us know your star rating. Again, you guys can go rent this movie on uh, on Vudu, and you can rent it on Amazon Prime for $4.99. So go check this movie out. Rent it for $4.99. Tell us what you think. What would your star rating be? Um, we have a few emails already about Minari and 
uh, some A24 movies, but I will debut all those emails next week, so keep sending them in. I'm going to give this movie a 9. I highly recommend this movie. I enjoy it from the dialogue. Uh, the cinematography is probably some of the best I've seen all year, maybe right behind Judas and the Black Messiah. And then uh, Stephen Yen and the grandma, uh, they just take it away. Some really, really high, highly praised performances. Um, and to so, be fair, I'm only discounting it because I probably won't see it really much anymore, for that matter. Right, and like I said, it's not for everybody. It's it, it it's not going to have a very high rewatchability for a lot of people. And at least here on this podcast, that's what a lot of us put our our star ratings as. So if it's something that I'm going to enjoy the second, third, and fourth time, like I've seen this movie four times, then I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna rate it pretty high. I could. This is a movie. There's not very few that I can do this with, but this is one of the movies that I could probably, as soon as it's over, I'll just rewatch it. I will say this: this is a must-watch, though. I will say that. Like, don't wrong. I know I'm kind of saying I probably won't watch it again, but I mean that's more just because. You like, should at least check it out. Yes, you should. Uh, it, it's in a masterpiece in its own right. It really, really is. Um, I think it's a beautiful, simple, uh, just organic movie i mean this is just like oh hey uh do some things like this this guy wants to do this <laughs> and yeah feel feel free to kind of move about the cabin and see what happens kind of thing and i mean it just seems like they just i mean it seems like they lived with each other for at least a year <laughs> but they were all quarantined with each other or something i don't know but uh, it just seems like they all knew each other very well and knew how to work and go along with each other so it was nice it, it really is a nice movie so. Next week, Ed, we are talking the mid-90s, uh, another film from A24, the directorial debut of one Jonah Hill. So it has Jonah Hill written all over it. Yeah. Um, I think this is another movie that's kind of uh, maybe under the radar, if you will. Uh, what, what would you think? Uh, definitely under the radar, but some might not like it because of some of its uh, experience. It is yeah, it, it is pretty uh, – it's rated R, and it does get away with some stuff. So uh, that's the next movie that we'll be t- checking out on the A24 series that drops every Thursday. But if you guys want to see what we're watching on Mondays, um, check out 12 Monkeys starring Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis. That is what we're going to be talking about June 14th uh, on this coming Monday's episode. So um, – Man, I think this is going to be a, this is a fun series so far. It's pretty nice just sitting around and just talking A24, you know, ad-free, um, segment-free, and we're just sitting down talking about the movie. What do you think? I honestly enjoy this. Just It's not that I don't enjoy the main series or the main main show or whatever have you, whatever you want to call it. It, it is just broadening, uh, broadening a little bit more of the horizon for us as well as just uh, – you know, listeners wanted some extra beef in there, so you know we're gonna we're gonna put some more beef with the mashed potatoes and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, as long as y'all still, you know, and we get to watch more movies, that too. Um, as long as y'all still come in and download or watch, listen or whatever have you, um, we're happy to do stuff like this. We really, really are because we appreciate every single one of you. Um, I'm like, don't get me wrong, we're not getting paid for this. We're not anything really right now other than like sponsorships to give stuff to y'all <laughs> for giveaways and stuff like that or for you know discounts on meals or whatever speaking of giveaways so, don't forget the black widow giveaway is july uh as we finally after a almost feels like it's been two years but after a whole year and a wait we get to talk black widow starring scarlett johansson and we get to kick off marvel's phase four i mean if you really want to be truly specific Black Widow did drop in theaters two years ago. Yeah. During in in game. So we check it out in a few weeks. We're gonna do the Black Widow giveaway. Um, but for the rest of the month, guys, uh, next week is mid uh, mid nineties, and then after that, we finally can talk Adam Sandler's Uncut Gems. And then over on Mondays, uh, Twelve Monkeys, June the fourteenth, June twenty first, Star Wars Episode one, and then we end the month with Fast Nine, June twenty eighth. Uh, that's how we end the month of June. So if you guys want to send us some emails, go ahead and send us some emails at cinemen921 at gmail.com. That's cinnamon921 at gmail.com. And then the Facebook page. Don't forget facebook.com forward slash cinnamon movie podcast. 
Ed, we also have a YouTube page. How do they find the YouTube page? Yeah, basically go to that Facebook page. There should be a Learn More button at the top of the page. Go ahead and hit that Learn More button. That Learn More button can actually transport you over to the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel will have the uh, Subscribe Now uh, button, the notification bell, so you can be let known anytime we drop an actual uh, episode, as well as the comment section and like, dislike, or anything like that above for that matter. So, yeah, please interact. We'd love to hear from you guys. And then don't forget that Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast or just Facebook search the cinnamon movie podcast. We pop right up. You can also find the link tree in all of our bios, which takes you to all of our shows, um, new and old. So uh, check out the link tree. It's in the bios of the Instagram, the Facebook and the Twitter. Ed, do you have anything else you want to uh, add like before I we said, get out of here? I, I just think this is a must watch so yeah uh zed saying i'll see you on the silver screen go check out minari as uh send us some emails and we will uh review them next week we will read email bag on the mid 90s episode next week right here on the cinema podcast and don't forget to join us monday june the 14th as we talk brad pitt bruce willis for 12 monkeys This is Juan, and we will talk to you next week on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast.